Hey everybody, welcome to Performance Anxiety. This show is all about easy love, but it's not what you think. Easy Love is a project by Justine Brown. We talk about how she got into music and her first band, Summer Twins. After 10 years in a band with her sister, she decided to branch out and write her own music, using some difficult personal experiences for inspiration. She also talks about struggling to stay organized, having demoitis, and something called deer goo. Easy Love's second album is out, and it's a great summer listen. Check it out on Bandcamp, Spotify, and all the other platforms. Follow Justine at Easy Love Music. Follow us at Performance ANX. Subscribe, rate, review, spread the word, and relax with a little Easy Love. This. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is Justine Brown of Easy Love, and you are listening to Performance Anxiety. Thank you for tuning in. You can check out my music. Um, I have a new album coming out. The album is called Wander Feeler. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> All right. So, finally, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. So, I want to find out more about you because I got a chance to listen to the new album and it is really cool. Thank you. I Thanks am, so much. I'm really enjoying it. It's, and thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, of course. I, I, I love finding new music. I love finding new artists. And when I find a new artist that I like a lot, it's just, it's the best. So I want to find out a little bit more about how you got into this whole uh, business, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. where yeah. You, were you playing music at a young age? Was your family musically inclined? How did you get started? Yeah, my dad has always played music throughout my life. He used to play in bluegrass bands and rockabilly bands. Oh, and cool. he would play stand-up bass and he plays. he's always played guitar. And so, so we sort of might have a sister as well. And we sort of grew up listening to his records. He would play he would play Beatles records for us and also put us in my mom, put us in music lessons. So I took piano lessons when I was five for a few years and I learned how to play by ear. And I think that sort of made it easy for me to learn other instruments. Sure. And when I was a teenager, my sister and her friend, were really into the Ramones and the Donnas and I was getting into that music too. I was into the strokes and sort of 2000, early 2000s rock pop music was really, I felt like it was really good. The, um, the scene around that time. Uh, so, so I kind of joined up with them because they wanted to start a group and they needed a drummer. So I, just decided to start learning drums. <laughs> I mean, why not? Even you're, though I didn't really, I wasn't really passionate about it. You already started with piano and said, guitar. Why not drums? Yeah. I just said, okay, I'll, I'll be the drummer. I think it would be so cool. I thought it'd be so cool to be in a band. So I, my dad bought me a, a drum set, an old beat up drum set. And his friend Matt showed me a couple of, uh, just basic rhythms Okay. Uh, just sort of like bare bones. And then I just kind of learned from there and I just learned how to cover Ramon songs and Buzzcock songs. Oh, and, wow. uh, <clears throat> and we, so that was basically how it started. We pl- would play covers, uh, the three piece, and then it turned into a band called the Scandells. And we were a nice. band for a couple of years and would play around LA we were maybe 17 around that age and it was really fun. And then I just kept going and playing in bands for the last 15 years or so. Okay. And I think it took a while for me to soak everything in and be ready to write my own music because it is really hard to, put yourself out there in oh, that man. way and show your vulnerability and have 
all of the resources to, to actually do that. So it took, I had to learn, I learned a lot just from touring. I played in a band with my sister called Summer Twins for 10 years and we did some tours and experience which was great and I just learned so much and and then I had a, a pretty bad uh, breakup okay and was just you know feeling everything and devastated and just started I just picked up the guitar that year I can't even remember what it was it was maybe six years ago or or somewhere around there okay and that's when I started writing because I was feeling so much. It was, you well, know. It affected you pretty deeply, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a combination of that and just being inspired by other musicians around me. I would I would uh, tour with Burger Records um, Caravan to South by Southwest. And yeah, yeah. we saw a lot of amazing bands, uh, people shredding on guitar and just kind of getting crazy with the crowd and... <laughs> And that was really inspiring to me. And I wanted to be up there playing guitar and I wanted to start writing my own guitar solos and just doing that. I wanted to start. So that was also another part of it. So you started playing, uh, I want to go back to Summer Twins for a minute. Mm -hmm. You started touring. You actually ended up you know, touring the world, you know, going to places like Japan. You know. mm -hmm. how, how old yeah. were you when you guys were touring the world together? Um, it was maybe five years ago, maybe more, maybe seven years. I honestly am really unaware of, of the years <laughs> and what year I did what at this point. Wow. <laughs> Somewhere around so five busy. or six years ago, I was probably in my early 20s. Oh, man. Touring the world. Yeah. I mean, we went to Japan... And we did some U.S. tours. Um, I tour. I was able to tour other places with this band, Winter, that I played in for a few years. We did. Yes. We did some more. Uh, some more countries. So, I think Japan. And no, we didn't do. Mexico. I think Japan was the only really far, you know, tour that we did with with Summer Twins. Oops. The sound of Summer Twins is great. I mean, it's got this really cool mm -hmm. mid '60s girl band type of sound, but a little little grittier. <clears throat> and that kind of music historically goes over really well in Japan. I mean, were you guys really well received over there? Yeah, I think it felt like we were. There was some people that came out to see us, and that was That's really good. exciting to <laughs> even imagine that there would be people in Japan listening to, to our music. I mean, uh, it was, it was really mind blowing. My sister, she's the main songwriter. She was the main songwriter of that band. And she, she, um, she received a video through email of this Japanese girl band covering one of her songs. And oh, wow. she was just crying and like, I can't believe this. And, um, so That's yeah, great. we have, we have a fan base out there, which is really awesome. And we worked with some clothing brands that brought us out there and we, oh, nice. we shot, we, we shot photos for their catalog. There was this brand called car life and they came out here to, to LA and Riverside where we're from. And we did some photo shoots with them and that was really great. That's cool. Um, Man. Yeah, so that was like just a really great opportunity and kind of opened my eyes to I just never thought I would be doing something like that as a as a kid. I I didn't really imagine myself playing in a band and being Touring on stage. Japan. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't I did, I just never would have thought. <laughs> so, and so your sister wrote most of the the songs for Summer Twins. 
Yeah, she yeah, she wrote the songs. I was the drummer and we would record together. So between us, we would do most of the recording on, on our albums okay. and uh, have some of our our band members record their parts. And I started writing when I was in Summer Twins. I wrote two songs off of the last Summer Twins album called Limbo. Right. So that was sort of the beginning of of easy love, but those were summer twins song. We weren't, we weren't really sure what to, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to just start writing in summer twins. Okay. But I had so many songs and, uh, we kind of just agreed it would be best to, to kind of split off. Okay. So it was kind we of a both had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both had our own songs that we wanted to write and, uh, yeah, but I think, at some point, we'll probably have a reunion. We still have some Japan fans. Would love that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that. <laughs> Japan I mean, will I would go love crazy. to go there. I would love to go there as soon as I can. <laughs> so, as so soon it was, as this <laughs> when you guys decided to go your own ways. It was it was an amicable thing then. Um, what does amicable amicable mean? <laughs> it was <again>? friendly. <laughs> it was friendly. Yeah, yeah. Mutual no, decision. yeah, totally. It totally was. Yeah, it was. A mutual decision. No one was angry. We just yeah. Yeah. felt like we may have been growing out of that band for a while. We wanted to take a break. We were just tired of playing the same songs and we both, we each wanted to start fresh. So yeah. So it was, um, so when you started like writing your own music, was it, was it difficult or was it like the floodgates opened and, and you just started coming up with all kinds of ideas? Yeah, it was not, it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of happened really easily. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't do it <laughs> because it, when you try really hard to write a song and you don't feel inspired, I found in my experience, I tend to get frustrated and I just push it off to the side until I feel inspired again or I'll come up with a new idea. But yeah, it was just, uh, it was this... I was really heartbroken and had a lot to say about it. And it was just really healing for me to, to express myself in that way. And yeah, I actually don't know how, I don't know how I wrote those songs. I kind of don't remember, but I was wow. living at my parents' house. So I had some, I had a lot of time alone to be in my room, just working on music. So okay, kind of just happened. Yeah. Is that what, so? I, and I kind of get that feeling with some of the songs off your first album, like The Letter and I'll Be Fine, mm. I'm Sorry. It sounds, it, it's it's kind of an interesting dichotomy because the songs sound pretty happy, very, very yeah. slight and, and very California sounding, but, mm -hmm. but some of the lyrics are pretty, pretty intense mm -hmm. and pretty, they definitely sound like there's some sadness there, especially with the letter. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Yeah, so that it was a pretty... It was a pretty intense situation. I actually, um, it's hard to admit, but I actually cheated on my boyfriend at the time uh -oh. and, uh, we were living together at the time. So I left and went back to my parents' house and just felt really guilty and like suffering, but I was also suffering because I knew he was suffering yeah. even more. It was just like this huge mess and I, and I was, <clears throat> uh, wanted to be honest about it. Um, and so it felt really great to do that. And well, to, I, I absolutely love that song. It is an absolutely beautiful song. And, and mm -hmm. to be able to take something that that's so personal. And so, um, like you said, hard to admit and turn it into mm -hmm. a song. It that's, and that's not only just a song, but 
a beautiful song. I mean, the the melodies mm-hmm. and the, the chorus, absolutely stunning. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I still I still like the first album I put out. <laughs> I still go back to it. And I'm like, well, this is really good. <laughs> it's great. It's slower than you think. Is a fantastic track. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of great stuff on it. Oh, and thanks so much. I was listening to that, and I was listening to the the album that's coming out at the end of June, and I'm like, oh, this is really this is really nice, light. The music is light, but the and the lyrics are very straightforward. Your writing style lyrically is really refreshing because it's very you get to the point. It's it's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was looking on your Bandcamp page, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. You know, I got the new album. There's Easy Love. There's Dependence, Echo, Loop. Fucked mm-hmm. up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, I know. I I really like that song. I do too. It- just like this this um it's basically about a fuck boy like this guy who just kind of like <laughs> call, like calls me when he feels like it and this is like this was a while ago i'm with someone now but this was yeah kind of like hanging on by a thread like leaving me hanging by a thread like yeah text me like hey you want to hang out like then don't hear back uh, for another couple of days, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I, yeah. And it's kind of funny because I wasn't expecting that after hearing the, the lightness and, and the, the mm-hmm. Californianess of, of the album. I know like, it is. I mean, it's, wow. yeah, I actually felt kind of weird. I was like, Oh, I said, the, I said this like cuss word. Like I used to <laughs> never, I used to never cuss. And I would say, F that like F like I would feel so so weird and yeah. so I was even kind of hesitant and I was like eh, but also that's what came out and so I'm like okay this is it, what happened I don't know just like the rest of your writing <laughs> it's it's straightforward it's honest yeah and it, it's it's there yeah <laughs> and now how did you, I was reading the notes on that now you you recorded that on uh, your phone mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing yeah so. I'm really into using GarageBand on my phone because it's so portable. So when I would go on tour, I could sit in the back seat and I could plug my guitar in using an iRig and just play whatever I want into my phone and record it. And you can chop it up and you can repeat it and loop it and just do whatever you want with it. You can arrange songs so easily using GarageBand. So... I, so yeah, sometimes I would get inspired and I would sit down and I would write a song in one sitting and it, it came out good enough to where I felt comfortable releasing it. And, uh, yeah, there's just, you just add, I would just record my vocals straight into the microphone of my phone Wow. and it would come out pretty good and add reverb and just kind of add some layers and until I think it sounds good and try to mix it as well as I could. And then I would go to this website called Lander, L-A-N-D-R. It's a mastering website. And so I would just put it through their mastering website just to get the levels right. So I can feel comfortable releasing it that way. When people are listening to it, it's, you know, matched up with, with everything and not too quiet, you know, not too loud. I don't want that to happen. So I kind of just, just do that for extra measure and and not having to pay someone a, bu- a bunch of money to do it. It's like $6 or $10 a song. That's not um, bad. So wow. that's kind of my Jeez. go-to if I want to release, if I want to do something quick. That's fan- that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I didn't know about that at all. That's really wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited when I found out about that. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now when you did this, you didn't do that for the new album. That, that was... No. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> now, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was recorded in a just a week. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Most of it, I did some per, you know, some little things after the fact, some percussion, and but yeah, it was for the most part done in a week. 
with my friend at his studio in Boston, his studio and house. Did, <clears throat> I, I think I remember reading that he had some vintage equipment. Yeah. What I kind mean, of stuff he had, he, he has a lot of, oh, see, I'm kind of the worst with this, but he had, <laughs> he had a space echo and oh. some vintage amps, some vintage guitar amps, like a vintage Marshall and like, I can't remember what guitars, but I played like maybe five or six different guitars. Oh, nice. Um, just to, he kind of just knew what would be right for each song. I kind of told him what I wanted and he's like, okay, let's try this guitar. And he had an auto harp. It was my first time playing an auto harp. Oh, cool. And that was really cool. So I added that to some songs and then he had a slide guitar and it was my first time playing slide guitar um, on a record. Oh, really? And that was really hard to figure out, but, um, Eventually, I got the take <laughs> for, for the song I just put out, Never Alone. There's a little slide guitar part in the beginning. He's he's really um, good about not using computer plugins just to make it sound really organic and natural. Oh, that's good. Um, I like that. Yeah. Now, is this a different friend than, than the one who came up with the name for the band Easy Love? Yeah, this is a different friend. Yeah, okay. this is uh, my friend Eric Penna. He recorded my first album also. Okay. So you did have a friend who came up with the name. What is there anything behind the name Easy Love or is it... Because I've often heard that finding the name of your band is probably the hardest part of putting a band right. together nowadays. Yeah, you know, it's my friend Michael, who I actually dated after the breakup, the huge breakup that mm. I had. He um, was, you know, we were dating for a little while and he came up with a name. He just, he's kind of notorious for thinking of names like I guess he named a couple of his friends kids and um, he's just really nice. good at coming up with stuff and I think he just thought of it one day randomly and and I found out that nobody else had it which was surprising to me there's a lot of songs called easy love but not a lot of bands ah okay yeah so I just got lucky with it honestly because <laughs> now I'm realizing how awesome it is that I get to make merchandise and anybody can wear this merchandise because the name in itself is such a great message. That's true. You know? I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. That is fantastic. Was that the hardest part of this whole project was, was deciding on the name? Because the whole album sounds, and the first and second album, sound pretty mm -hmm. effortless. I mean, it sounds like you're just having a, yeah. a great time. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of just, you know, my friend Michael thought of it and then I was like, yeah, I like it. I don't remember the process of trying to come up with a name, but my other option was going to be deer goo, which was just like a deer, like the animal yeah. and then G O O deer goo. And I don't really know where that came from, <laughs> but I was just, I've always been into to deer to, I've always been into the animal and just felt like I could relate to it. Um, and just, and who doesn't love goo? Um, yeah, and I had this image in my head that I still want to experiment like experiment with in some way of a deer that has green blood, sort of like sparkly green blood coming out of it. <laughs> you know, I kind of wow. had this image of that and I still want to do I still want to do something with it because I have this image in my head of what I want it to look like. But I would I wanted to do some kind of huge like art piece where I have a stuffed deer like actual real deer with just like this like this um glittery like green goop that's like supposedly it's blood that, but it's like this beautiful kind of you know that um, could be uh, an album cover i mean because i do see you do have a uh, that song dependence with the deer on the cover mm -hmm. no goo yeah that's yeah, an actual no real live deer <laughs> yeah, that's actual real live deer on the, on the cover of that one yeah so <laughs> 
So my Instagram name used to be Dear Goo, and then I changed it to Easy Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good thing so, since you, yeah. that you decided for that on the name. Yeah. I was listening, I've listened to a, the album a lot the last day or two, and I'm, it, I was like, this something, something sounds familiar to me in your voice, and that it finally hit me today that I can hear shades of Juliana Hatfield and, and Tanya Donnelly in your singing, the the, hmm. the way you sing, the the, the phrasing, the uh, and just the sound of your voice, uh, especially. I think I was listening to uh, Forget About Love, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love the guitar ending on it, by the way. It, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what hit me. Blake Babies, Juliana Hatfield, Tanya Donnelly. That's that's what your voice reminded me of. And it took me mm. all day to figure that out. Yeah, I actually am not familiar with those artists. So I'm oh, going to look them up. Yeah. Uh, it's all mm. early 90s alternative stuff. Okay. Blake Babies sounds familiar. Yeah. Blake, but... Baby, Blake Babies was... Uh, they became more influential after they broke up and everybody went their separate ways. For some reason, mm. and that was you know Juliana Hatfield and all, but um, I absolutely love Juliana Hatfield, and and that's I think that's why it hit me how much I I really enjoyed this album because vo- your voice has the same sound as, as her voice. It's mm-hmm. not it, it's reminiscent of her, and I was like that. I think that's oh. why I really enjoy this. One of the reasons why I enjoy it is great songwriting, but it, it's it I, I love this the quality of her voice. So. That's great. I always love to hear what people think of. I always love to hear what people compare it to. Oh, really? I know some people don't particularly care for that. That's why I'm always cautious when I say your voice sounds like this person or that Mm -hmm. person. Yeah, I would never get offended by that because everyone has different. Everyone hears things a different way and something might remind them of someone else in a different way where it wouldn't click for another person i don't know yeah i well, I, so, yeah, that makes sense. i i enjoy it because i never know how to describe my own music so i need other people to tell me what it reminds them of so i can uh tell someone else that i'm trying to describe oh, what my music sounds like i can sense. use use these and you know well check out juliana hatfield the juliana yeah. hatfield three uh or tanya donnelly and her band belly yeah. belly was a really okay. cool band um, oh, Belly. Okay. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. They had some really cool stuff back in the mid-90s. Belly was... Belly got okay. fairly big, I guess. Big enough. I, I, think I've, I think I've listened <laughs> to them before. Probably. Yeah. You, I'm, I, I'm guaranteed if you go through, you will have heard something like, oh, yeah, that's somebody who Belly Somebody sent is. me. I was asking on Instagram one time, hey, can you recommend some songs or... And I think somebody recommended a Belly song. Oh, so that's good. Oh, yeah. So you, you did write a lot of this stuff while you were on tour with other bands. Mm-hmm. And I heard that you would you you'd think of melodies and use voice memos to capture them sometimes in random bathrooms. Mm-hmm. That must have been yeah. really interesting for the person like one stall over. <laughs> well, I just remember one instance. I mean, I, I've probably done that a couple of times, but I remember one instance I was recording a demo and I remember being in the bathroom and it was a, it was a one person bathroom. So okay, good. I had, I had it to myself, but I just remember <laughs> thinking, oh, well now I have privacy and now I can do this because it's kind of a little bit embarrassing to be in the car and to be singing into your phone. I don't know why. <laughs> and I need to get over that, but it's just a little bit embarrassing to, to hash out ideas in front of other people. Well, especially if they're your friends. Yeah, it's I'm getting over it slowly, but sometimes I still get up in the morning and I have to um, 
because I live with my boyfriend. So sometimes I have to leave the room and go in and I have a separate room. I have to go in my separate room and come and hash out the idea, get it voice memo, like just get it down. Otherwise I'm going to regret it because I like, you know, you wake up with an idea and you, should I go back to sleep or should I wake up and try to capture it? It's such a, Oh yeah. I completely understand that. I do some writing on the side myself and I have to do that. Am I going to wake up and write this idea down mm-hmm. or do I trust myself to remember it in the mm-hmm. morning when I wake up and I'd never trust I, <laughs> I, I would never, I never remember. I never remember either. And, yeah. But, but waking up is so hard sometimes. <laughs> is, this, yeah, is this idea yeah. worth waking up for? But that's when they, it, that's when the ideas come, you know, when you're half asleep. Yeah. That, and yeah. your mind is just very open yes. and just you're hearing. Sometimes I just hear things. It just like, pops into my head and i'm like did i come up with this did i I dream this i don't know where it comes from well that's it's like you said it's when your your mind your brain is is open to that and and Mm -hmm. not it's it's not operating on the same level as when you're awake right very true have has anything changed about your writing or anything between the first and second albums Has, has were there any differences hmm I feel that the second album is a little more folk rather than a little less rock. There's some rock in there, but it seems a little more folky just with the auto harp added and then more acoustic guitar on this album. Okay. So it's different in that way. Um, But I, I could compare it to the first album. Yeah, it's just a little more, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely you on both albums. It's not like there's a huge stylistic difference. Yeah. I, I was wondering if the, if the approach to songwriting mm-hmm. or, or the lyrics or anything like that, yeah. if there's any type of progression from one to the other. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is I know the f- some of the songs on the first album were were focused on that, that uh, you know, incident. Were you focusing on something else? Or was there any type of other theme on the second album? It was similar in a way that most of the songs were about uh, relationships that I had, romantic relationships. It's similar in that way. And I also have one song, the song called All Right, is very similar to I'll Be Fine on the first album, where it's kind of just a self-motivating song. trying to reassure myself that what I'm doing is <clears throat> is valid and that I should keep going because it makes me happy even though it's, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. So one of those so yeah that song is similar to a song on the other album and a lot more instrumentals on this song. So I have one instrumental on the first album and it's just uh just more instrumentals on this one to give the songs a break and allow some space. I I absolutely love this. Intro and and Falling For You are awesome. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love this. And I was looking, I just noticed they're both a minute, 37 seconds long. That's weird. Oh, wow. That was weird. But those those are real. They've been stuck in my head for a couple of days now. I'm really, really liking those instrumentals. Yeah, because they're yeah, not really folk. Like they're not like like you're saying the album's kind of folky, but they're they're a little uh-huh. more guitar centric, not not just chords. Yeah, it's, it's very. I wouldn't even know how to describe this. I don't know how to describe the style, but yeah, very yeah, very much. And I'm very much into writing guitar riffs. It's very enjoyable. Well, for those me. those two are killer. In fact, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to use Dang. those for the intro and the outro of the, of the Yeah, episode. you should. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Since this album was recorded in a week, and I believe I saw Limbo was recorded in 10 days, 
is that normal? I mean, are mm-hmm. you are you just recording that mm-hmm. fast? Are you, just, are you that getting the stuff down that quickly? It's because he Eric lived out of he didn't live in L.A. So for the first album, he was visiting and we would kind of have to just coordinate times to record. Oh, okay. So the first album we did in batches. We didn't really do the whole album in in one sitting as 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 we did with this one. Ah, But he would have to come. He would come visit and then we would do some and then he would the next time do do more. And this time I just went to his uh, I went to the East Coast instead of him coming to L.A. That way I can. I could stay at his because he just built his new studio there okay. before I recorded this new album. So I was able to stay at his place and and just record in his studio for a week. So that was um, that was why I had to. Otherwise, if I record in L.A., it would have taken a lot longer because I would have had to just schedule studio time at whatever studio I wanted to record at. And it probably would have been. Yeah. Taken a little longer because most studios are pretty booked up. So oh yeah. <clears throat> now, did you have most of the stuff worked out beforehand, or were you experimenting when you got there? Uh yeah. I mean, I had to have everything. I had to have all of the parts figured out. So I had I had all of my demos, but I wasn't. I I know for next time that I need to be more organized because <laughs> I was struggling a little bit with remembering to add with forgetting to add things. So we would be on a song and he would say, okay, is there anything else you need to add with the lead guitar on this song? And I, and I would, I would be like, no, I think we're good, but I wouldn't really go back and check. (laughs) I was just really bad about staying organized in that way. So there's actually some parts that whenever, every time I listen to the album, I hear things that are missing that I wanted to actually put on the album. Oh, wow. So, but it came out, you know, I really like how it came out. So I did have a case of demoitis where I was attached to the demos and I wanted it to sound exactly like the demos oh, because, yeah, yeah. but what, <laughs> what happens is like, then you come up with something new that's just as good or even better, you know? So I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out and I was able to let go of, of the demos and oh, yeah. just, uh, well, it's good. Cause when you have a, a, somebody else listening to the, you know, mm-hmm. to the, uh, the, the, what ends up being the final take, you, you've got a outside input and maybe giving mm-hmm. you some direction that you wouldn't have thought to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And he did, he helped me with all of the tones and, uh, he made some suggestions for some of the bass lines because I didn't, I was not prepared with the bass on this one. Uh, I, okay. I was not, <laughs> I didn't have some of those parts set in stone and I was like, what do I do? And he's like, okay, like, here's my idea. Like, it, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll just do that and just do it on the spot and just, uh, <laughs> some of the guitar parts I couldn't really play because when I made my demos, I was kind of snipping and just playing little snippets of the guitar because when I hear, I hear it in my head and I have to get it down. And so I'll play a little riff and then I'll add one to that riff and I'll add one to that one. But it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily playable with what, with, it's not very easy to play when I actually go back and try to play it in succession. Oh, okay. It, it's really hard. And I'm like, oh, I can't reach my finger over here. Like, how did I write this part? But I, the way I wrote it was not, I wasn't playing it all the way through when I recorded the demo. So, uh, okay. so that made it pretty <laughs> difficult in some cases. And I was that's, really I, frustrated with myself. Why didn't I practice? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's all learning for the next album, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this speaking, is little... speaking of that, the, mm-hmm. the album is coming out in late June, but mm-hmm. touring is all up in the air at this point. Uh, right. What are you going to do? You have any plans on what, an alternative way to support the album? Get the get the word out so that people can <clears> pick <throat> it up. I want to make a promotional video. I have an idea for a promotional video. I'm probably going to do some online live stream. Oh, cool. Uh, stuff, but I haven't planned anything out yet. Yeah. I've been taking a break from that. I haven't been playing as much lately, so I would have to, I get, I get nervous performing and I kind of was happy to take a break from that stress, oh, I'll bet. I'll <laughs> but bet. I, I'm definitely gonna, 
I'm definitely going to plan some sort of live stream for when I release the album because I think it's necessary. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know when I'm going to be able to start planning to tour. I'm going to keep my ear out and keep my and just kind of like feel it out and see when it feels safe. And so it probably won't be a while. It's and it's a little sad, but I'm also a little relieved because I feel I felt pressure. Um, I've been playing shows, you know, the last 15 years nonstop and still I would get nervous and stressed out for every sh- for for all of my shows. If it's my band, I get I get a little stressed out. And oh, it yeah. Feels, I mean, you're up it feels front. heavy. I want everything to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. So I just want everything to be lined up and perfect. And, <laughs> and I don't want to look bad. And so I get stressed about that. And so I've taken a little break and I'm really happy to take a break. But I think when the time comes around, I, I really do miss the feeling of being on stage and playing guitar and singing. It's really, it's really, um, uh, quite the experience. So, uh, I'm definitely going to be happy once I can do that again. Oh, bad, I yeah. know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be relieved for all of, <clears throat> you know, my friends who are unable to perform, who, um, just so many musicians like are, you know, that's how they make their living. And so it's pretty upsetting. And I'm seeing all these venues closing now. Yeah. Some, and it's really just, it's really disheartening. Cause where are we going to play when, <laughs> when I, I know, because it, it, quarantine is over? Because yeah, just because it's over doesn't mean that these places that are closed can just yeah. pop back open. You know, some of them yeah. are closed for good. Yeah. And it's, like, like, I was just talking to somebody the other day about it. You know, if, if some of these, let's say like some of your favorite restaurants close and they're closed permanently, they're, mm-hmm. you know, a replacement restaurant is not going to pop up immediately. Yeah. And so it's going to yeah. take time to get back into doing things like, like we used to. Yeah. So have you, have you been writing during this downtime? <clears throat> I have a little bit. I've been, I've been doing a couple of, short demo sessions, not, not, I haven't been working too hard on finishing ideas, which is a little bit, a little bit hurts my heart, but I, I've been doing other creative things that are really fulfilling to me right now. Oh, anything you can share? Um, yeah, I've been drawing a lot Oh, cool. and I'm sort of preparing to, I'm getting a, uh, an area set up to start sewing because, um, a part of me, like I'm really into fashion and I'm really into recycling clothes and I, I'm always saving scraps. Whenever I alter a piece of clothing, I'm always saving the extra scraps. And so I have this pile of scraps and I have zippers and I just have so many things that I can use to make, to sew with. So I'm excited to just, uh, lay everything out and see what I have and just start making things and kind of see what I come up with. I also want to make some merch, some band merchandise. So I'm, I'm working on making some stamps, uh, some custom stamps that I can put on some clothing or whatever I can find. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll make a little deer design (laughs) or something (laughs) with some green sparkly goo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I've been, not, I haven't been playing music as much and a part of me feels guilty, but also it's just not where my heart is right now because yeah, I think yeah. I needed a little break from it, but I'm also just really enjoying, I'm really enjoying pre- preparing to release this album because I'm, I'm just so excited to share it. Oh, so yeah. well, it's, it's just, funny because I've spoken with a few people who's either out, their albums have just come out or they'll be coming out within the next few weeks. And mm-hmm they've been preparing for this for a while and, and they would be on tour right now, but they, right. they can't be in there. Like, yeah. We've already written the next album. Oh, wow. So you, <laughs> yeah. You, you guys haven't even released the newest album and you've already got the follow up <laughs> ready. To yeah. Go. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, it, it, what are you going to do when, once you tour? What, are you going to be sitting on another, on, on the sequel? For I like know. Right. So, I know. I That's did, great, though. It's good that people have that time. Oh, to, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of strange because now you've got all this time to to do stuff. But if you've mm-hmm. just if you've just finished a project that you can't quite release yet, 
I can understand how frustrating that can be for you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wanted I want to say I saw I looked I was looking up and, and listening to your music on Bandcamp, and I gotta say the your profile picture on there is awesome. Did you take that in a, the dairy aisle at a grocery store? Oh, yeah. That- I had a really fun day. <laughs> My sister is a photographer, and we had a really fun day where I uh, did a photo shoot at a grocery store in Highland Park. And we were just kind of walking around the grocery store and looking for spots to shoot. And uh, yeah, that was really fun. And did you um, make the uh, jacket with the fringes? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I had, I had this denim jacket and I had this vision of having fringe go, go all the way around it. Cause, um, you know, just like the classic fringe suede jacket. I've, oh, yeah. I've always loved those and I was inspired by that and I thought it would be cool to do a rainbow version. And so I sewed a little strip, uh, with the, the colorful strips just along the edge and I sewed it by hand and it was pretty simple to make. And I feel like I should maybe make more, but I keep for, you know, I keep, keep slipping my mind, well, but now you've got time. It's such a fun <laughs> piece. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know. Now was, I want to get started. That jacket ended up being on the cover of your first album. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister shot, um, that photo, we were just around the corner from where we lived on this Hill and found this cool, um, like box car sort of deal that was in someone's yard. And we asked them if we could get on top of it. They're like, yeah, that's fine. And then we <laughs> shot some photos and had a really cool view. And, um, I usually feel pretty awkward taking photos, but, uh, I had, a, I felt really confident during this photo shoot. And that was, that was exciting because most of the time when I'm being forced to pose, I feel, feel very awkward yeah. and uncomfortable Oh yeah. So you got to be in the right. I have to be in the right mood for that. And you have to trust the photographer too. And if when it's your sister, it helps. Yeah, and she's really good. She she knows how to direct. So that's important. Yeah, her um thing is visions of Chelsea Rose. So uh, on Instagram, I would look it up because yeah, she does a lot of different types of photography. She's just she's just starting out and just getting her name out, but she's been doing it for a while, and she's really good at art direction and. Um, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Wow. I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> That's great. How can, uh, now how can people find the album and how can they follow you on social media? Yeah. Going on? So I am at, um, on Instagram, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram than I am on Facebook, but mm-hmm. I do have a Facebook as well, but it's easy love music on both platforms. Pretty simple. So at easy love music on Instagram and Facebook, Bandcamp at Easy Love Music as well. EasyLoveMusic.com. It's pretty much the same in all platforms. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> oh, good, good. Um, worst platform. I just can't. I just can't handle too many. I just can't handle having too many platforms. Well, Twitter. I never the go worst. on Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah. See, you don't. I could get sucked in there, and oh. it probably wouldn't be a good thing. No, it's, it's the it's the most negative. Social media platform. Oh I yeah! Know. Wow, worse than Facebook. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. So the album's coming out late June. Uh, it's called Wander Feeler. Yeah, and, uh, that is it, correct. And how now? How can people pick that up? Is it is it going to be through Bandcamp or is it going to be through? Uh, it should be available on all platforms. It'll be on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, probably Amazon. Um, I would say the, the easiest to listen to would be Bandcamp or Spotify. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, I would look up Wonder Feeler, Easy Love on Spotify. Easy Love's pretty hard to find on there yeah. <laughs> if you just type in the band name. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I've been enjoying it. It's got a great it definitely sounds like a California album and it's just, it was so, so nice to listen to It's It's, and I've especially love those, those instrumentals. I mean, th- those are really awesome riffs. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad you like it. I, I love it. Thank you so much. It, it was a blast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Yeah. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.